0: Hello, and welcome to True to the Bible podcast with Hunter Davis. Thanks for joining us for this lesson, where we see in Deuteronomy, Moses passing the baton to Joshua. We see that he speaks to the people of Israel and to Joshua as they're about to go into the land, and he tells them that they need to have courage. Today we're going to see what courage is, uh, as they displayed it later on, but also as Moses tells them that they need to have it. And we're going to see how we can apply that in our lives today. How we can have courage in today's culture, in today's life, to obey God. So I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for joining us again. All right, Deuteronomy chapter 31, we're going to be reading verses 3 through 8. Today we're going to be talking about courage. Because if you guys remember, Moses is talking to the, the generation of Israel, the people of Israel, and he's standing up here and he's saying, hey guys, this is what's going on. They just ratified their covenant with uh, God and the people and now he's basically closing off and today he actually hands over the reins to Joshua. Uh, Joshua is basically commissioned or put in charge of the people of Israel and Moses tells them and tells Joshua be of good courage or be strong and courageous and he says hey you guys are going to need courage because you're about to go into the land and take these guys out. The first city they hit, if you remember is Jericho which has big walls and very scary. So he says, be courageous. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're just going to be talking about courage, how we can be courageous today as well. So Deuteronomy 31, verse 3. Actually, I'll just start at verse 1, since it's so close to the beginning. So Deuteronomy 31, verse 1. So, so Moses went and spoke these words to all Israel, and he said to them, I am 120 years old today. I am no longer able to come and go, and the Lord has said to me, you will not cross the Jordan. It is the Lord your God who will cross ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you and you shall dispose them. Joshua is the one who cro- will cross ahead of you just as the Lord has spoken. Okay, So he's handing the reins to Joshua. Joshua is the new leader. Joshua is a beast, by the way. It's pretty cool when you start studying him. Okay? The Lord will do to them just as he did to Shion, king of all, the king of the Amorites, and to their land when he destroyed them. The Lord will deliver them up before you and you shall be... Uh, and and you shall do to them according to all the commandments which I have commanded you be strong and courageous do not be afraid or tremble at them for the Lord your God is the one who goes with you he will not fail you or forsake you then Moses called to Joshua and said to him in sight of all Israel be strong and courageous for you shall go with the people into the land which the Lord your God has sworn uh, your fathers to give them and you shall give it to them as inheritance alright let's pray real quick Dear God, we just come before you and thank you for this day you're given to us, thank you for your scripture that you've given to us um, that is good and profitable for all of us, God. Uh, we love you and we pray all this through Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so as we see here um, in this section, if you look, notice in verse six, he tells all the people, be strong and courageous, because you're getting ready to go in the land and take some people out. Then he calls Joshua up beside him. Okay, so he's talking to this huge crowd of people, okay, millions of people, right? We know that because there's like probably about two million that came out of Egypt, right? And there's probably more than that now. So he brings Joshua up beside him. He says, Hey, Joshua, be strong and courageous. And he says it in front of all these people, basically saying, Hey, I'm passing the baton to Joshua now. So, what does it mean to be uh, strong and courageous? Well, I got three stories for you. Okay. And I want you guys to think about these three stories and think about which one is courage and which ones are not. Okay. The first story um, is a story of a man. And. Um, basically, he was a leader in an army. Okay? He wasn't like the commander or anything, but he was like high rank. Okay? And they were fighting a battle with one of their fiercest enemies. And it was a, a hot battle, if you know what that means. It just means like fight, the fighting was really, really strong. And it was, it was a long, hard fight, okay? if that makes sense. So he's fighting, his buddies, his, his men are fighting with him. And they're all fighting hand-to-hand combat. Okay? It was a long time ago. And the enemy starts to win. Okay, and they start to win. So what happens when an enemy starts to win, especially back in those days? You retreat. You retreat, right? And sometimes there's good retreats and sometimes there's bad retreats. Okay, good retreats, you fall back in order, you protect your back, right? Bad retreats, which is happening a lot more often, everybody's like, oh no, and they turn and they run. And what happens when that happens? stab, stab. Yeah, they get wiped out because the other side, the enemies, come through and they just kill them from behind, right? Well, this was a bad retreat. Okay, and so they all started running and they turned and they just ran, ran, ran. Okay? Well, this commander saw that this was going to happen, he saw they were going to be routed. So, he runs a little ways with them, turns around and takes a stand okay, with his sword. Okay? And the whole enemy rushes them and they can't get past him. True story, okay? this is a true story. And he starts killing them. And he kills them and kills them and kills them for so long that his hand, when they're done, his hand won't let go of the sword. Okay, and, the, and it actually, and in the story, and it's a true story, okay, his men come back, okay, but when they come back, they'll, all the enemies either dead or retreated, and they just pick up all the loot, okay? Isn't that's not that first like story, a story where they had to, like, surgically remove the sword from the family? Okay, that is the first story. Okay, the second story, there's a general, okay, again, of an army, okay, and this general of the army... Um, he knows he's supposed to go and he's supposed to take out these people he has his men ready trained they're ready to go take them out right okay and this uh, lady okay and she's actually a prophetess. okay but she comes to this general and she says hey go do it it's time okay and so he says alright I don't want to he says I think they'll win I can't do it he says I'm only going to go if you come with me to the, to the lady and she said okay I'll come with you Okay, and they go into battle. They, they defeat their enemies. He doesn't get any glory, of course, because you know, he made the lady come with him to protect him, because you know, she was a prophetess, and so he wanted God's protection in that way. Okay, so that's the second story. Third story. Okay, and you guys know this one. Okay, this is Peter. Okay, and they're in the Garden of Gethsemane. Okay, Jesus is about to be taken by Judas, right? And Jesus actually speaks a word and everybody falls down. Right, like they're worshipping him. Because his words are so powerful. Okay, then they get up, they start to rest him. What does Peter do? Spices. Takes out his sword. <laughs> he had bad aim. I think he was going for the head. He missed and cut off the ear, right? Okay, Jesus kills the guy. Those are the three stories. One, the general with the sword, hands got stuck to it. Second one, the general who. That's not courage whatsoever. I There's, think easy one to tell. The second one, okay, the general who had to have his prophets come with him, and the third one's Peter. Okay, which th- which of those three showed courage? I think the first one showed courage. Okay, first one? First one. First? I think the second Se- for some reason. Second, okay. Nope. Anybody third? With Peter's story? That was just kind okay. of the- All right, so here's the deal. The first one did show courage. Okay, that's the story of Eliezer, and he did show courage, he knew that God, uh, what he had to do, he knew that he, God's will was for him to protect, actually, if you look at the story of King David, who was fleeing with the rest of the people, and his job was to protect him, so he stood up in that field, and he, and he slaughtered him, right? And God gave him great victory, and that was courage, courage to obey God. And the story of Barak, he didn't believe God, he didn't believe the prophets or the prophet, okay? And he didn't have the courage to do what God wanted him to do as a general to go into battle. The third one, okay, that's Peter, and he's rash. Okay, did he do a great action, a great deed? I mean, yeah. I mean, when you think about it, from the worldly perspective, Peter's like, hey, I'm taking these guys out. I'm standing up against the army for God, right? But why wasn't it courageous? Because he was rash. Okay, so when we think of courage, What do you mean like he was rash? Rash, he did things without thinking them through, without looking at what the actual um, right thing to do was and what the consequences of the wrong thing might be. And so when we look at courage, courage is the balance between cowardice and rashness. Okay, a coward doesn't do, doesn't obey because he's scared. Okay, somebody rash doesn't obey because they don't think about what it is to obey. They just do. Right? And courage is when we actually obey God and do what's right. Okay, and so that's what we're thinking about today. You can't be, but like, nobody doesn't get scared. I mean, I bet that mentor was terrified when he was standing there trying to take on that whole army. And yeah, it's I, true. And courage. courage my boots. It's true. Courage isn't being, isn't not being afraid. Okay, it's, courage is obeying God. Okay, and so today when we look at it, okay, we can be men and women of courage because there's a lot of things that we need to be courageous for. Uh, when we think about it, okay, if we want to do God's will, sometimes that takes courage. Courage. Okay, maybe that's witnessing to somebody, or maybe that's standing alone when all your friends or all your acquaintances are doing something that they shouldn't do. Or maybe it's doing something right when you know that you're going to get made fun of or you're going to be looked down upon by other people or by friends um, or something like that. Uh, maybe it's something else, okay? but we have to have courage in our life. We do. It takes courage to obey God. And so that's what we're going to look at today. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to define courage, which we already did a little bit. Hopefully, you get a better understanding of courage by those things. Okay, but we're going to define courage. I think I just have that up here. Okay, defining courage. When we define courage, okay, um, it's doing what's right even though it's scary. Okay, courage is doing what's right even when it's scary. It's doing what's right no matter what. It's obeying God, no matter what the consequences are. Courage isn't being rash, it's not being coward. Okay? And a lot of times we are rash or we're a coward. And depending on our personality. And courage is that balance right in between. Okay? Um, I have a story for you guys. Two, stories, two more stories for you guys. First one, and they're not really stories. They're just facts. Okay, When I was little, okay, I was terrified of roller coasters. And I, I did not want to go on them. Uh, but I eventually was forced to go on one. And I hated it because it was a wooden one. And it was like shaking, you know. And it was terrible, right? So I didn't go on for a long time. And then I finally went on another one, even though I was terrified, and it was like a smooth one, and I loved it. And I love roller coasters to this day; they're awesome. Okay, and um, that you might say that's courage a little bit, but not nearly as much as what I, as this next story. Okay, because really that was just that was overcoming fear, right, to do something. But when I was really young, okay, I, um, you know, all of us make mistakes, right? So there's this one time I gossiped about like my older cousin, and she's like a lot older than me. But I gossiped about her behind her back. Uh, I can't remember what I said. It's probably something dumb. I call it, probably called her a bad name or something. But anyway, I felt convicted by the Holy Spirit to go tell her that I was sorry. Okay, and I knew that that was the right thing to do. I knew that that would be obeying God, but I was really scared to do it. Okay, and courage, I think, look at that as more of courage when I go to her and say, hey, I'm sorry, this is what I did, she didn't even know I did it, right? I look at that as more of courage because in that case, I'm doing, I'm doing what's right. Okay, I'm obeying God. Okay, and that's what real courage is. It's obeying God. It's doing what's right. It's not just doing uh, something courageous. They're not just doing something that like you good. think is scary because okay, that's not always the right thing to do. What Peter did was scary, to pull out the sword and cut that dude's ear off, but it was rash. Okay, does that make sense? So courage is obeying God. It's doing what's right. Was your cousin mad at you? God. Okay? So does that make sense to you guys? Courage is obeying God. It's not being rash. It's not being coward. Okay, so we're going to look at it. The two things that God, that we see that in this passage, <clears throat> the first thing is that courage comes from God. Okay, if we go through, let's read it just really quick, uh, verses 3 like through 5. Okay, it is the Lord your God who will cross over you. And, okay, when we're reading this, just note how many times it talks about God. Okay? Verse 3 it is the Lord your God who will cross ahead of you he will destroy the nations before you and you shall dispose of them Joshua is the one who will cross ahead of you just as the Lord has spoken the Lord will do to them just as he did to Shiloh uh, Shilon and all the kings of the Amorites and their land when he destroyed them the Lord will deliver them before you and you shall do to them according to the commandments which I have commanded you and then in verse 6 he says be strong and courageous Okay. there's two things in here that we see about God that can cause us or give us courage Okay, so when, when we don't want to do what's right because it's scary or because of the consequences that we'll get, meaning not consequences as in I've done something wrong consequences, but consequences is in I did something right and I'm going to get made fun of it or something like that, there's two things that we got to remember, okay, um, about God or that this courage comes from God, because courage does come from God. Okay, in the example of Eleazar standing in the field when all the rest of the people were running away, he knew that's what God had called him to do. Okay, why? Because God had promised King David to be the king of Israel, right? And he said, it, it was literally my job to protect the king. And so he said, it doesn't matter the consequences, which in his case would be death. Okay? I'm, I'm going to stand here. I'm going to fight. I'm going to give my king time to get away. Okay? There's two things that we've seen here uh, that come from God. Okay? First one. God's power. Okay? God's power. The reason that we must remember God's power is because strength, the strength behind the action of courage comes from him. A lot of things have to do with attitudes. Courage doesn't. Courage is an action. Courage is actually obeying, right? It's not just an attitude. Okay? Because I can have an attitude of being bold but not do anything. That's coward, right? I can have an attitude of courage or boldness and then I can go do something wrong because I'm I'm not balanced. I'm being rash, right? So courage is an action and the power behind the action is God. And that's exactly what Moses is telling these people. He said, Hey, the Lord your God will cross over when ahead of you. Okay, did that happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys remember the story of Rahab? Mm-hmm. All of Jericho was shaking in their boots because of who? Because of the Israelites? Oh, wow. Because of God. They said the Lord their God gave Egypt in their hands. And he could take us out too. It's God's power, okay, for the Israelites. That that gave them courage. Okay, they don't have to do it on their own. Okay, well, guess what? For you guys, okay, do you have to do it alone? No. Okay, who do you have inside of you? God. The Holy Spirit. Okay, that power is the power of God. So when we're talking about doing things that are scary, like standing alone, standing up for what's right, obeying God, even though we're going to have uh, the world give us consequences for it, then we can look and say, hey, it's the Holy Spirit, it's God's power that's going to give that to me. Galatians 5.16 is a great example of that. Walking in the Spirit, you won't gratify desires of flesh. Right? If you're walking in that Spirit. And so that's God's power inside of us. God has the power to do... God gives you the power to obey Him. Right? Everybody agree with that? God gives you the power to obey Him. And the more our culture and our world goes downhill, okay, the more that you're going to need that power and utilize it. Because the more people are going to persecute us for what we believe and for doing what's right. You know what I'm saying? So we got to use that power. And God has the power. But that power is not good unless He uses that power, right? So if God doesn't give you the power, then His power is no good. We know He's powerful. But is He going to use that power? Yeah, He is. Okay, that's because of the promise. Okay, the promise, again, in verse 3, 4, and 5, what we just looked at, He says that the Lord God will go ahead of you. He will destroy the nations. He will destroy the He's the one that's... And so God gives a promise here to Israel saying, Hey, you can go in and you can have courage because God is going to do it for you. Not only does God have the power to do it, He's making a promise that He will do it. Does that make sense? So for the Israelites, uh, Moses can stand up before him and say, Hey, be strong and courageous because God's given you a promise and He has the power to fulfill that promise. And then he can bring Joshua up and say, I'm handing the torch to Joshua Joshua, you can be strong and courageous because I've given you a promise, or God's given you a promise, and God's giving you the power. The power, or the promise is the power, right? And so the power and the promise are the two things that we need to remember. But for us, okay, God didn't promise us that we could go into the land of Canaan and take people out. Right? Or, or yes. Is that what he promised us? No. No. Okay. He didn't promise us that we could go take people out in Canaan. Hey. at least I hope he hasn't promised any of you guys that I don't, not that I'm aware of I don't see anywhere in scripture that he's promised us that that was a promise between him and Israel correct but does God make us promises mm-hmm. he does there's one that I want to look at real quick Okay, it's in two main places the first one is Matthew twenty-eight twenty. you can turn there if you want to or you don't have to you can write down whatever I don't have it on the screen though but Matthew 28, 20 is when he says, Jesus says, it's actually the Great Commission. He says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teach to observe all I have commanded you. And then he says, and lo, anybody know? I am with you always. That's Jesus speaking, even to the end of the age. Okay, another time he promises that is when Jesus actually promises the Holy Spirit. He says the Holy Spirit is the helper, and he's going to be with us. There's another place, Hebrews thirteen five. Hebrews 13.5, if you guys want to look that one up or whatever, write it down. Again, there in Hebrews 13.5, he promises that he will never leave us or forsake us. He actually says, uh, it's actually talking about the love of money. He's talking about contentment there. But He says he will never leave us or forsake us. And there's another one, Philippians 4.13, that I didn't even think about. Uh, And that's talking about contentment as well. And he says, in, in the fact, contentment, but he says, you can do all, or Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can be content. I can do God's will through God, uh, through Christ, who strengthens me, so He promises that He's with us. Okay, we know that He's powerful, so you and me can have courage, okay, to do what's right. We can, okay, we can have courage to obey God even when it's hard, because He's with us and He will help us, okay, and that can give us the courage that we need. Okay, we can't have courage to do what's right if we're um, relying on ourselves only, okay, because I'm not very powerful. I'm not very strong, and I can't take very much heat, if you know what I'm saying. But God can. Okay? He is strong. Okay? So what's left? uh, The final thing we're going to talk about, which we've been talking about the whole time, but courage is obedience. Okay? So what's left? We know where courage comes from and it stems from. It stems from God. Okay? And this is the actual command. Courage comes from obedience. This is actually the command that Moses is giving them. Okay? Through this whole section and through all of chapter 31 as it goes on. Uh, But he says, hey, you God's going to give it to you. Have courage. Go do it. Go do it. Okay? And that's the call to action. Okay? Like I said earlier, courage is an action. It's not an attitude. Okay? We need to have a lot of right attitudes in our life. Yes. But courage is an action, not an attitude. And we need to have courage. We need to be doing what's right and obeying God no matter what. Just like Israel, they had to actually step across the Jordan, okay? Which was scary in and of itself, if you guys remember. The Jordan was in flood stage. The Jordan's a river. It was in flood stage. Joshua leads them to the river, and they're like, all right, we can't cross it. What do we do? Okay? And they, God says, just go. Let the Levites go first. So the Levites go, and as soon as the Levites get in the water, what happens? You know? The water stops flowing at a town called Adam, and there's no water, and they just cross over on dry land. It was scary right from the very beginning, but what'd they do? They, they did. They obeyed. They had action. Okay? And uh, what for us, I mean, we got to do that too. okay It's easy for us to be a coward, which results in us doing nothing. Um, or it's easy for us to be rash, uh, which causes us to do stuff, but to do it in the wrong way. You know what I mean? To do it, but do it out of the wrong re- for the wrong reason. Okay? And so, it's easier for, for us to do that, and both of them are sin. The balance is to obey God despite fear or becoming uh, consequences for doing, what we're doing, for doing what's right. Okay? Peter didn't understand. Okay? He didn't understand what was right, so he was rash. Right? He didn't understand what obeying God was, so he was rash. He cut off the ear. Okay? Barak, on the other hand, he understood what was right. He knew exactly what to do, but he didn't do it because he was scared of what, people, what would happen to him. Okay? He was scared of the enemy. Okay? Eleazar knew what was right, he knew the consequences of what doing right would, would give him, which was probably death, okay? and he did it. And what happened? God worked a miracle through him because he obeyed. Okay? And God can work through us too. Okay? And God gives us these promises of being with us and giving us the power to do things, but we have to be the ones that are courageous enough to step out and obey. Does that make sense? Okay, so what's the impact? Okay, what's the impact? What area do you need to be courageous in? That's the question I have for you. Okay, uh, there's lots of things in our lives that we have or we should be courageous in, obeying God, uh, despite the, the circumstances or consequences. So maybe you need to stand up, uh, stand up to your circle of friends, not follow them, not do what they're doing. I don't know. Uh, maybe you need to do what's right, even if it makes you look stupid. Okay, that that's that's hard to do. That's even hard. That's one of the hardest things for me to do, right? If you think you're going to look dumb, well, just not do what's right. It's a sin of omission, right? Um, or maybe like maybe you need to face like your circumstances with courage. Okay, maybe you have circumstances in which it's easy to be anxious, fearful, doubting, or you have circumstances in your life where it's easy to get angry or circumstances in your life where it's easy to do the wrong thing because of the circumstances around you. Okay? Whether it's your life at home or your life at school or your life anywhere. Maybe you have circumstances that it's easy to, to sin in. Okay, because they're hard circumstances. It takes courage to do what's right in those circumstances. It takes courage to obey God despite the circumstances around you. Does that make sense? Okay, so for us, this week, I think I have, yeah, I have it right down here. Be courageous by obeying God. Don't be a coward, don't be rash. Okay, be balanced. Be balanced. Don't be a coward and not do anything. Okay, don't be rash and go do stuff even not knowing what you're actually supposed to do. Okay, be courageous. Obey God. Do what He has for you to do because He's with you. He will never leave you and He'll never forsake you. He's the most powerful being ever, right? He created all the other powerful beings, so He's the most powerful being. And when we think about it like that, we can be creation. We can't obey. Thanks again for joining us for True to the Bible Podcast with Hunter Davis. If you enjoyed this lesson, make sure you subscribe so you can hear the rest of the lessons on True to the Bible Podcast. And if you have any questions, Regarding this lesson or any of the other lessons, make sure you contact us at hunter.davis at stillwaterbible.org. Thanks again for joining us.